We are right on time. Don't let anybody tell you different. It is a Thursday recording of this podcast live on YouTube. Uh, just as Odell Beckham signs with the Rams. It's, it's official. It's official. it's official now because they put it on their website and then deleted it. Kim Jones just wrote, Odell Beckham just texted me, Rams. All right. So uh, a, a panicked 10 minutes there for Schefter, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe Schefter knew the whole time, and I don't know what that was about. I'd say he's uh, he's right way more often than he's wrong, right, historically. He's yeah. pretty nailed. Yep. Former guest on the show. Uh, hey, everybody. Before we go any further, here's a reminder. Go to iTunes. Leave us a review. In that review, make it five stars. Ask us a question. Tell us your favorite bar. Get in the Haberman and Middlecoff mailbag. It makes for great content. We appreciate that. We love the mailbag when it comes out on Saturday mornings. We see that you guys watch it and listen to it too. So we appreciate that. But the mailbag is only as good as the questions we get. So keep them coming again. And, uh, and yeah, it also helps us out the iTunes algorithm. So we appreciate that too. Yep. Do it and do it right now. We are sponsored by Tito's Handmade Vodka. The number one vodka in America. Tito's Handmade Vodka. Get it. The weekend, and you know what you got to do on the weekend. When you're having your Tito's and sodas, when you're having your Tito's and cranberries, when you're having your dirty martinis with Tito's, when you're having your Bloody Marys with Tito's, you take us a picture and you put it on the social media streets. At John Middlecoff, at Guy Haberman. Our Twitter accounts are the same as our Instagram accounts. Link us in those. Show us wherever you may be. Some of you guys are early morning drinkers. Some of you guys are day drinkers. Some of you guys are late night drinkers. Luckily for social media, it's available 24-7. Slide up in them and do them. That's right. This is uh, this is quality. Quality, quality, quality. Uh, it is uh, not about flavors. It's not about fancy labels, although I think the label is very clean. It's about quality. That's what it's been from the jump. That's what Tito has been after since he started the company. <clears throat> And um, it has resonated with the people. We know this because when uh, someone finds out that Tito's is part of the podcast, they go, holy smokes, I love Tito's. I love Tito's. It's like, yeah, well, everybody loves Tito's. That's why it's the number one vodka in America. Yeah, go get yourself some this weekend. Do it now. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Also, we are presented by Puesto. Puesto, Puesto. Our buddy... uh, Chris Biederman texted me the other night. I guess he told me he went to Puesto for Taco Tuesday. And he said it was packed. He said Puesto was jumping. I don't remember which location he went to, but he said I would Puesto imagine it's was, down south because that's where yeah, he lives, right? He must yep. He must have gone to the he must well, Southern Bay. South yeah, Bay. South, I mean Santa, you know, Santa Clara. <laughs> south well, Hiya, Clara. <laughs> uh but and he said it was phenomenal. So Adler Brothers, you guys are killing it. And uh, everybody that goes knows. Everybody that already went already knew. But it's fantastic, as we found out. Someone on the stream says, you show off sweet hats and a cool backdrop. I show off a casting couch. <laughs> they just said couch. You added casting. Yeah, I see. well, because it's the same setup. You know, it's the same <laughs> the casting couch. Uh, is that what Puesto wanted in their ad? No, but Puesto, <laughs> you know, they just, if you're going to the game this week, it's a, it's a nice couch. I, I sit on it sometimes if I need it's to relax. Uh, Taco Tuesdays, uh, half off tacos, half off, you know, deals on margaritas. Margaritas are fantastic. Puesto, uh, is in Levi stadium. So if you're going to the game Monday night, Monday night football, the Los Angeles Rams who have added Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham in the last week guy, Odell Beckham, Vaughn Miller. Uh, I thought this was an arms race. No, it's just one team loading up. The Niners just watching. (laughs) That's what this is. Uh, 
sections 110 and 129. Get on it. Yeah, it's uh, the best. I, I've recommended it. People have said, oh, yes, the recommendation of the Quesabiria taco. That's my go-to with the crispy, crispy melted cheese, the braised short rib. John likes uh, John likes the fish taco or the shrimp taco and the, uh, not the carne asada, the filet mignon taco. Plus, they got over 500 tequilas and spirits. They got the Taco Tuesday deal. It starts at 3 and goes until close, half off all tacos, plus happy hour, which is Monday through Friday, 3 to 5. Some great happy hour specials as well. And um, it's just it's just fantastic food, ton of great drink options and house made day of tortillas from scratch. They're delicious. It's just it's just, it's just phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal food. Great people. Great environment. Too. If you're looking for re- everyone, you're just looking for. You, I think we all are still trying to find some, get it out of the house. What can I do? What can I do? It's a great place to hang. Just a great yeah. place to hang. Fantastic. Legit. So go check out. Go check out our friends at Puesto. All right. By the way, before we get to Odell. Has the, has the line moved on Odell on the Rams uh, Niner game? We have to make our lock of the week. We are seven in a row, seven in a row on our lock of the week, which does not include the four-team parlay that we hit. These have been $300 bets per week. Last week, it was actually 500 We upped it. Uh, this week, I'm not sure that we're quite that confident as we were last week, but we got to go through here and uh, make a pick, John. The line has not changed. Now Odell ain't going to change the line, but it's it's uh, Rams minus four, which, you know, oh, yeah, Rams minus four, and then you realize the game's in Levi Stadium. <laughs> that's, you should, that's, it'd be one thing if it's in L.A. You're like, oh, yeah, they're a little better. I mean, are they seven, eight points better? You'd say on paper and on the field so far this season, yes, they, they have been. So yeah. it feels right. You could yeah. argue it could even be bigger. Like if that could it be minus six? Like would anyone be complaining? No. Uh, it would forget about complaining. It would not seem crazy to me. Put it that way. If that's what the number was. No. I mean, we got some options here. Um, my bookie.ig promo code ham one, uh, you know, Browns plus two and a half or Patriots minus two and a half. We actually have been talking about this line for a couple of days. We were talking about it back when it was one back when it was Patriots one. That's why you got to pull the trigger guy. Cause it moves. So it was, back, no, back, I think it was, it was one and a half. I, I don't think we saw okay. it. one. Maybe I, mean, I brought it up at one, like on Monday. That's what we, I mean. We discussed it at one and a half. So it's been, Belichick's getting respect, bro. That's what we did last week was we very early jumped on Chargers one. And it ended up, I think, at two and a half. Yeah. And what, the, what they win by three. Yeah. Um, so there's that line that we're considering. Patriots minus two and a half. Um, I actually don't hate Falcons plus nine. Um I don't either. Bills minus 12. We talked about, has that line gone down? Was that third? Was that line bigger? Well, yeah, they announced Mike White. <laughs> it's gone down a point. Mm. Mike White gets, if, if it was Zach Wilson, I would imagine it, because it was a 13 when we discussed it a couple days ago. I bet that's at 14 or 15 now. So Mike White, it went down a point. I bet a lot of sharps jumped on the Jets. Saints plus three at the Titans. Um, is could be could be interesting. Vikings plus three at the Chargers is a is a line I kind of liked, so that's in consideration for us. Panthers plus ten and a half at Arizona. What do you think? I kind of like that. What do you think about that? I just I, I can't trust the Matt Rule Panthers right now. Really I mean, that's your conclusion, but does this even appeal to you in any way, shape, or form? No. Okay, it appeals to me, but I understand. I just I just struggle, even though you know the weekend might end and the Jets 
or the Panthers. One of the two might cover. Both might cover. I, I'm not a great... I don't like having anxiety on those type matchups. I, I can tip my hat if Belichick loses, right? You're like, I, I was on the right team. You know, a couple times we've lost this season, we felt like we were on the right team. Like, we lost last year on an Alabama game. Like, we put money on Nick Saban, right? It's like, I, I'm putting P.J. Walker. He just... just I agree. Yep. So, you know, and then we got Chiefs or minus two and a half. I don't know. I mean, do we just go with our gut? Our first pick of the week, which was Patriots... My, it's now two and a half. We could have gotten a one and a half, but it's two and a half. Browns. Yeah, I just I'm just going with Bill. I feel very comfortable with Bill and the Patriots where they're headed right now. Especially Nick Chubb. You know who knows? I mean, as we're recording this, he hasn't tested back in, but he can at any moment. This isn't you know, Berea, Ohio is not the city of Berkeley, so he's he's in good shape. Yeah, and the NFL lets you. I mean, the NFL has an exception that allows you to do that. I don't college doesn't, which is something I learned this week. Like the NFL can do that because they have an exception. But in college, no one else is testing positive around the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not about the positives. It's about being able to test out of neg- out of a negative. That's what they were mad about, I think. Anyway, because um, te- a bunch of people tested positive, but then tested negative several times afterwards. Yeah. The NFL so you're, saying you just that, play. you're saying at other colleges, they, the college wouldn't let you back in? Because uh, none of the uh, kids are missing around the country. Yeah, but I think most of them aren't even t- getting tested to begin with. No, well, unless you like feel you're not sick. Getting, unless you feel sick or you're unvaccinated. But what I'm saying is they got tested. They don't think they should have been tested. Yeah, um, asymptomatic vaccinated people that are Right. Fine. Now, they tested positive, which you would say, well, so what if you should have been tested or not? Who cares? You tested positive. But then they tested negative yeah. multiple times after. Anyway. Um, okay. Yeah, let's roll with the Patriots then. I think we, you and I, before we started recording, also gave some strong consideration to Saints plus three. <clears throat> But okay, we're in. We're in. Patriots minus two and a half. That's the number we got? Yeah. Hold on. Odell just texted. He, Rams. He's going to the Rams. he said he's going to the Rams. Okay. <laughs> say it was a, a group thread with 300 other people on it. You didn't get that text? I thought you, you were on it. You didn't see? I mean, uh, Odell, he, he, Cam and him aren't even really comparable. Like, I, Cam forever was called the diva. Like, I don't even compare the two. Like, Cam today just signs, right? Yeah. Not, 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 not like crazy. He's just there with Tepper. They sign a contract. He's boom. He's playing for the. Did it deal like with the him. owner? Did Matt Rule know that he signed? <laughs> Maybe not. A little bit of a PR stunt, you know, by Carolina. Uh, this, hey, signing Odell Beckham Jr. by the Rams is not a PR stunt. Right. Before we get to that, just real reminder on our pick: it happens at mybookie.ag promo code ham the number one. Yes, mybookie.ag promo code ham one. They will uh, match that deposit. They'll double that deposit up to a thousand bucks if you accept the bonus. You can also decline the bonus if you accept. You have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds. Uh, all right. So to your point, Odell, Odell Beckham, John. There was some discrepancy. There was like 10 really fun minutes on the internet. Schefter said he's going. Josina Kim Jones say, ah, Packers in the mix. Schefter just tweets the depth chart for the Rams. And um, and then Von Miller's uh, insta- in FaceTime with uh, OBJ becomes official, and he's on the Rams. Didn't you say Jalen also tweeted out a no cap? Jalen Ramsey tweeted a no cap. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Kids are still well, saying that. Here's just one, and listen, we've been talking about this forever, the arms race of the NFC West. The Rams are operating, and listen, I don't love the Odell Beckham. Like, I'm not trying to – the last two moves they've made, Vaughn Miller, they traded a second and a third for a guy that might be over the hill and shot. 
Odell Beckham Jr. is clearly much younger and still, in theory, should be much more productive. But you, we do have to question what we saw happen this year in Cleveland. So I, I'm not going to act like they just signed, you know, Steph Curry and Giannis Antetokounmpo in their prime. But these names feel like NBA stars, right? If you just say Vaughn Miller, Odell Beckham Jr., I would say universally sports fans, they're going to know who those two people are, right? So they're really, really famous NFL players, right? I mean, these are two non-quarterbacks. Is it fair to say that have like quarterback level juice? Especially Odell, probably even more than Vaughn. And Vaughn's pretty fucking famous. He was Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I mean, I would say it feels probably to people like Odell is closer to his prime than Vaughn. Yeah. Would you agree with that? Um, or at least that Odell might still have it in him as a victim of circumstance, whereas Vaughn's just been in the same solid place, and it's just been a steady career for him. Right? Both, had major career. In, both had major injuries last year, right? Vaughn missed the season. Odell missed a large portion with a torn ACL. So both this season is a year removed from major, major Low, I think Vaughn was a foot injury of practice and Odell was an ACL. But one thing we can't dispute is the Niners, and ironically they're playing this team on Monday night, Like they're up with a, just a big game hunter. Like These guys will do everything and anything to do. Like You, you and I, before we jumped on, you were kind of pretending to be Sean McVay giving OBJ the pitch. Doesn't it feel a little bit like like kind of maybe what Al Davis was like in the seventies or eighties. I know he's the coach and Al was the owner, but like that mindset of like any guys available. And even when we were kids, like, Oh, the Raiders would be in in the mix. Raiders would be in the mix. Like that's Sean McVay, the way he thinks, like get me that fucking guy. Hey, Peter, man. Hey, Odell, man, this is where you want to be. You know, we were talking about it in the context of if everyone's making the, if ever, if everyone is offering the same money to Odell. And when I say everyone, let's just say some of the teams that were rumored, right? Saints, chiefs, Packers, Rams. Um, there was somebody suggested that Odell, part of the holdup was Odell wanted some promise of targets. Maybe not a promise, but like some understanding that, yes, you'd be throwing me the ball because I'm going to be a free agent. I need to bolster my free agent resume. And so we were talking about it. And, <laughs> you know, they just replaced Deshaun. Deshaun Jackson just left because he wasn't getting the ball enough. Like the Rams have plenty of people to throw the ball to. And you were like, well, maybe would Shauna just lied to him? Like, hey, Odell, man, you're, you're, we're going to throw to you a ton, man. And it made me think because I saw Schefter tweeted this when there was when it was still up in the air. You said, look, look at Schefter's last tweet. Schefter tweeted Odell Beckham, then below that Cooper Cup, then below that Robert Woods. And it made me wonder, is the lie, Odell, man, you're the most talented guy we're going to have. Between you and me, you, you're a number one. Now, the problem is that those other two guys produce Odell has not produced, but you could easily say to Odell, I'm not going to promise you targets, but just know this. You're the number one guy on my play sheet, man. And maybe that gets him to LA guy. Do you know who leads the league in catches and yards and uh, touchdowns? Cooper cup, Cooper freaking cup. So like, yeah, it's easy. Most people, Obviously, people play fantasy now, so even if you're not locked into the Rams, you know who Cooper Cup is because he's having it. I mean, they've played nine games. He has seven more. Guy, he has 74 catches, 1,000 yards, and 10 touchdowns. He's on pace for what, like 135, 18, and 19? Like, it would be like a historic NFL season. And they're like, oh, yeah, we just got this little white guy from Eastern Washington. You're good. No, it's like, Odell, you have never had a season as good as this guy's having with our new quarterback. But you're right. There is no doubt in my mind they lied to him. 
And at least in his mind, I bet, can you imagine what Vaughn, like, hey, bro, I've been here six days. Fuck, I didn't even play on Sunday, but you'll be the dude here. I've just, I've already scoped the landscape. You'll be the dude. Jalen's like, ah, you know, Jalen's probably like, you should see what I do to cup and practice. You'll ball out, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Stafford probably hasn't even talked to him. You know, <laughs> so it's just, I'm with, I, the Vaughn thing, he just might not be good enough, but he 100%, like that guy's a winner, right? We saw him in good and bad environments. He just is a consistent human being. Every team in the league, maybe not for the same price, but if any team, like he had a little something left, they would take the guy. I think like Justin Houston has played at multiple places now and people feel very good about him. Dwight Freeney at the end, like those guys are just winning players. Is Odell Beckham a winning environment guy? I don't know. I, I, I would question it. Now, well, I don't know how big of his impact. Luckily, you don't pay him that much. You can always cut him in a couple weeks, but Vaughn Miller is on the team. They gave a second and third. He is going to play the rest of the season. Do you feel 100% certain Odell makes it to the playoffs? Is injury a factor? Could that be a, no, a part No, no, he's it? healthy, but just it goes weird. Uh, Deshaun uh, wanted no, out guy. He not, wasn't getting the targets. And they, yeah, they cut not, him. But, I mean, Odell's better. Than Deshaun Jackson, right? Would you agree with that? Or is there some question? Yeah, I would imagine the gap's a little closer right now than it should be. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not 100% confident. And, you know, the other part of that question is just, what, are Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, everybody cool? Like, does Odell walk in going, hey, guys, happy to be a part of this. How can I help? Right? Because as you mentioned to me before, like you had a theory about why he picked the Rams. Which was just that he wants to be in L.A. I read some of uh, Deshaun talked to to uh, Vic Tafer, and again, it, these are just quotes. You can say whatever you want in life, but his quotes were like, "Listen, if I got to be a decoy, I'll be a decoy. If they need me to catch a couple go routes, I'll catch a couple go routes. If they need me to stretch the field to get Darren Waller the ball, again, he can say whatever. We'll see how he acts, but he said the right things. Like, is Odell coming in tomorrow and talking to? You know, I don't even know. Bill Plaschke, does he even still work at the LA Times? Whoever, and just saying all that stuff, I, you know, it's, it's easy getting on the FaceTime with Vaughn Miller, who, again, has been there six days, you know, and has yet to play a snap. And Jalen, who just one of the most outspoken players in the league, like, yeah, he's just talking to me. He doesn't get, but Jalen wants to win. Things are going pretty well there. And the one thing you know about the offense is like, that is Sean's baby. And now Matt, Matt is coming off one of his worst games probably in a couple years. I mean, he threw a pick six. He threw another pick. Did you see the highlight of the pick? We were live where he gets like spun in the end zone, and it was just like, Jesus, Matt, what are you it doing? Was Wentz, it was Wentz-ish. But as you said with Wentz, it would have been a safety. The game was over. With Matt, it was like in the first half. Like, what are, you, yeah. what are we doing here? I know. It's a lot going on for Matt, who's just trying to like – get his career back on a high trajectory with this new offense and this crazy coach. They do have a lot going on. It's I give McVay a lot of credit that he likes all this shit. Like some young coaches, like would Kyle, could Kyle handle all this? I don't know. Can Sean, we're going to find out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a lot. I mean, part of that is on, you know, that's where the, the other guy they just added Vaughn is a, is a leader. Aaron yeah, Donald is a leader, yeah. right? Um, they do have high level guys on their team. Stafford's a high level guy. Stafford's a high level guy. I'm, I, you know, it's, well, uh, Whitworth. Yeah. Do they have any issues ever? Really? Well, that's why maybe they feel they can handle them. 
You know, and maybe they also feel like if it's not working, bye-bye. Because Odell needs them more than they need him. Right? That's another part of this dynamic. He needs them. He has every incentive to be on his best behavior. He's going to be a free agent. He's going to want them to pay him in all likelihood. Like, he's seen what happens there. They get guys. They love them. Which would be bad if he's good. good, Right? Yeah. I mean, could he turn into, like, you know, it was easy to forget that Antonio Brown was still a really good player when it seemed like he was done. And then the Bucs signed him. It wasn't over-the-hill A.B., no, right. well, I think he's. I think he's had like thirteen touchdowns for him since he's been there the last couple of years. Maybe so. Maybe it's that, not that many. Maybe it's nine. But could the Rams have some? Maybe even a little bit better version of that. Well, they don't. Have I mean, pick, he's only so. twenty nine, thirty. Odell. Yeah, live with LeBron. Just turned twenty nine. Live with LeBron. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I don't. I don't know. We'll find out. Like, and I'm sure they'll just be like, "Hey, we don't know what if you'll play this week or not." And clearly, they didn't rush Vaughn in. It was already going to be a very, very tough matchup for the Niners to cover. I don't know. The guy was 74 catches through nine games. <laughs> Who the hell is covering that guy on the 49ers? Then Robert Woods, they're tied. Like This is not a great matchup. Where it used to be, you always said, like the Niners had the market cornered on playing Jared Goff. It's kind of changed a little bit. They've become much more of a pass-heavy offense because they have a quarterback who's much more talented and a wide receiver who's become a superstar. That, to me, is the one thing just like... Cooper Cup has become a star. Now, he's a low-maintenance. Hell, I never even hear him talk. I don't feel like he goes viral ever. Well, he doesn't have Odell's moment, right? Josh Norman accused Odell of, like, congrats on your one good play. Because Josh Norman and Odell have a history. Well, that's a bad matchup for Josh because he can't run with him. Josh Norman's still on the Niners? He's still there, yeah. He's probably Well, he might not start, actually. He's an injured Niner. He's got some ribs. Do you see that? He's got he's banged Do you think up. Odell's going to play on Monday? Uh... The difference, like Vaughn had been hurt, Odell had been playing, so it's not like you know we just got this guy off the street. Like Odell's like, yeah, bro, I'm in football shape. I've been playing football. He played two weeks ago. He's healthy. Like he's, it's not like he's injured. It's just going to be, can they teach him a couple plays? Yeah, I mean, I don't you think he's going to play? Vaughn was injured. Yeah, I think he's going to play, and I think he wants to play, and I think. Well, what's the history with him and Josh? They got in a fight. It was Washington. Was football team Giants? No, it was even before that. It was football team. Uh, no, it was it was Giants Carolina. Okay, when they were they, both like Odell was a superstar and Norman was at the time one of the best corners in the league. They've gone and then they, for a few years after they'd like tweeted each other and talk shit about each other. Yeah, because then he went to the football team and then they still you know obviously Odell's still there. Odell once said the only reason anyone talks about you is because you play me twice a year. And then Josh Norman was like, everyone knows who you are because of one catch. I'm actually kind of glad they didn't cut him just for this potential. Yeah, that's the first time they played. We get a couple more matchups with this. That's a good point. That's a good point. We advocated for them to cut Josh Norman, but Josh versus Odell could be fireworks. Yeah. So, pretty incredible. Uh, By the way, John, we have more breaking news as we record the show. So, let's just talk about this instead of what we were going to talk about. The 49ers have waived Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd, check stats, never appeared in a game for the 49ers. Uh, The long, and I'm not trying to be funny or dismissive here, but the experiment is over. He was the third-round pick of the team back in 2019, the 67th overall draft pick, flashed in a preseason, but could never get healthy. Yeah, I mean, I... I understand keeping a project for a couple of years. Keeping him this year was pretty absurd. 
Like I, I, I would say a lot of things have just been symbolic of like, what are you guys doing? Like why, why did you keep them this season? You get two season with a project third rounder who's at multiple different injuries. Remember last one year was the back. The other year was the knee and missed the entire season. And he was injured when you drafted him. It was like, why are you wasting a spot? You can't like, that's Belichick's greatest attribute is his ability to move on on us. You took a big swing. I, I got no problem taking swings on guys like Jalen Hurd. You and I remember the first practice in his draft class. It might've been OTAs, how big the guy was. You're like, Jesus, I can see why you like him. Former running back from Tennessee, went to Baylor, became a wide receiver, looks sweet. But once you just can't stay healthy and never been healthy enough to be active for an NFL game. Think about that. Like what? It's just, this year to me was a waste. I, I have no issue with the last, you know, even the second year, right? You, you hold on, third round pick. But by the time you get to the third year, like, you got to be able to pivot. Part of, you know the thing about the NFL? There are a fucking million Jalen Hurts on practice squads, on all these other teams, so you can just move on and grab another Jalen Hurts. Like, hey, you like this guy on a practice squad? Go claim him. I, the, I understand the first couple years, it's your pick. Once you have two and a half, three years of evidence, why, why is he, why is this happening in November? You know, his third year. That's- yeah, it, it's, it's really, and I would add it to the Joe Williams pick back in 2017. Is another one that just he didn't never, last long, but he didn't last long, right? No, but he just never played. Now he was also a fourth rounder, right? Jalen Hurd was a third rounder, but it's, it happens. It happens to every team. And the good news for the Niners this year was like, what did it really cost them? Right. It felt like he was close for a minute. Then he wasn't. And maybe they just decided we're going to give it one last run clearly, but it's, it was a miss like period. It was just a miss. Like that's what we look back on now is in 2019, they hit they actually hit on their picks in 2019, Bosa, Samuel, Wisnowski, Greenlaw, Caden Smith, who turns out like pretty good player, just not for them, relative to what you get out of a six round tight end. Yeah. Um, what team's he on? Giants. The thing with Joe Williams. Now, granted, you said uh, actually Jalen hasn't played, Hurt. so maybe he's hurt. I don't know. Was was a sixty third pick or sixty seventh pick? Joe was 67th. the hundred twenty first pick, so it's almost double the distance, but. He didn't. He wasn't very good. Then he got injured as a rookie. He did not make it to the next regular season. Like, why did this guy get so much longer? Just because he was a sixth, seventh pick? His injury history was absurd. It was outrageous. It was like, guys, you're holding on to something. Major injuries, right? It'd be one thing, like, if it's just concussion, something you couldn't quantify. You're talking about a devastating back injury and a leg injury. What are we doing here? I, I thought that was just that's just poor roster management on Kyle and John. Like it's it's a team effort on that one. I don't know one guy. You're saying the, the drafting him or the keeping him? The keeping him this season. I will defend you keeping him those two seasons. But by the third season, once he's not healthy enough for the regular season, he got to go. That's just basic roster management. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you philosophically. Again, my question would guy, be: He this had a year, back injury and he tore his ACL. No, I know. But my question for this year in particular would be: What did it cost him? But I think philosophically, I agree with you. Like, cut the dead, cut your dead weight and move on. And 
They were very attached. They wanted it to work very badly. and Because he did flash in that preseason game, the one snap that he got. Yeah, I mean, but you and I went to, we went to camp and he'd be out there not getting targeted even on the day. And then he, one day on, three days off. It was, at no point really did it feel like there was any momentum this year, right? No. So. uh, Now, granted, they're releasing him from injury reserve, so he's not taking a roster spot. Right, he had been on injured reserve this year. That's what I mean. Like, I don't ultimately what did it really cost him this year, but it's more just about being attached to a third round pick for this long with it never being with it never being close. Unfortunately, yet they'd hold on to Josh Norman like he's uh, the buried treasure. <laughs> well, they, they knew maybe they'd have the Odell matchup this week. <laughs> you know. All right. Speaking of Monday Night Football, uh, and we'll be back. You know, for a Sunday show before Monday's game. It is pretty wild. I mean, you mentioned the spread. It's four. Uh, or maybe you mentioned that on the mailbag uh, tomorrow. <laughs> I mentioned it today, too. Oh, okay. But um, it's we, we have to look at this game as a possibility two ways. Like, one, the Rams are hyped up right now because they just signed Odell and the Niners have a lot going wrong. The flip side of that is uh, if you win this game, you're four and five going to Jacksonville. With then the reunion, you win that game, then you're five and five, as crazy as that sounds, with Kirk Cousins coming in. To Levi's? Yeah. Vikings and Kirk Cousins will be coming in next. And I actually think, you know, not Justin Jefferson's not a great matchup, neither is Adam Thielen, but you do know the quarterback pretty well. Well, the the best thing they have going for him is you know, we, we had talked about betting on the Saints. I mean, it's not inconceivable the Saints lose to the Titans in Tennessee. Atlanta plays the Cowboys this week. Carolina plays Arizona. They're, they have a quarterback disaster on their hands, right? Sam Darnold sucks. He's out forever. P.J. Walker, now Cam off the street. And like you said, Minnesota. Now, to me, the one wild card for the third spot, or excuse me, the, the seventh spot, is Seattle. Russell's back now pretty quick. But they play Green Bay this week. In Lambeau. So, I mean, all of a sudden, they just lose that game. You're three and six. This game, to me, like, it is going to be hard. I just think at three and six, it'd just be hard to get to eight wins. Right? It just You just start doing the math. You're like, God, you're, you're pretty far deep. Right? Because they're not good enough to just... Are they a lock to just beat the Jags in Minnesota back-to-back at that rate? Who knows? No. I mean, at Seattle, at Cincy, you sweep in those two games. Atlanta at Tennessee... You know, there's no, they don't really have any back to, they, when you look at their schedule, this is their stretch coming up after the Rams, quote unquote stretch, Jacksonville, Minnesota. And you and I, as you said, both think Minnesota solid, um, maybe a little better than their record, but there's, it's, it's going to be, there's no, their stretch to like get momentum against teams that you should beat started week one, week two, boom, boom, go. Then you got to beat Green Bay or Seattle, you know, and then you're three and one. It didn't happen that way. But there's no like stretch of two or three straight games that you'll be favored in the rest of the year. Like if they yeah. beat the Rams on Monday, what would the line on the Jags game be? Two and a half? Pro- Niners yeah, minus prob- two and a half? Probably a little smaller than it should be. Yeah. Because two and a half too been, small? They've been bad. Three and no, a half? I mean, so, yeah, something like that. You know, I, They do get I, respect, the Niners. The one thing with Seattle is like they got to go to Lambeau with Rodgers coming back. Then the following week, they got the cards. Now, the cards have a million injuries, but that's a tough little stretch there, you know? To me, yeah, I, 
you just gotta if you don't win this game, none of this is you just have to win Monday night. Somewhat of an upset in a weird spot for the first time this season. You just get to be just a pretty huge underdog. No one's gonna pick you. Everyone thinks you're gonna lose. The Odell Beckham is only gonna add to that. You know those you know those stretches like it happens on college game day and it happens on NFL Sunday mornings, like when it's you know, the Jags upset the Bills and it shows like the seventeen people that picked and it's just Bills across the bottom ticker. That's right. Yeah. There yeah. there is gonna and be it's like a get, player retweets it like noted emoji. <laughs> That'll be one of those situations. Like there are not gonna be many people picking the Niners on Sunday, right? When they do the pick segments on all the shows. No, I, I don't think you'll have any. Yeah. And I would imagine gambling, maybe some of the sharps will take the Niners, but casual people that bet, I would imagine everyone's going to hammer. Because if I just said the casual NFL fan that lives in Arizona or Texas, you get the Rams minus four versus the Niners this week, they're 10 points better. I mean, yeah, the Niners have won four straight in the series. It's a lot different. (laughs) Right, because Stafford's there now. And Odell. And Odell. But this is, to me, that this is where, if you were playing Jared Goff this week, it'd feel like a different game. But the Rams would probably wouldn't be seven and two, right? No, they might not. You're, you're right. They would feel like a different team because they look like a Super Bowl contender. But like that is what would make this so impressive for the 49ers is to do it against this quarterback that they think is really good. We know it because they wanted him. Yeah. And their defense needs to have the kind of game where it it doesn't just hang on, but it makes some plays for you. Goes they go and do it. Like, that's what they would have to do in this game is go make some plays. Like, you can't win this game. Do you agree if their defense doesn't go make some plays? Do you know what I think people want? Is for the love of God, can you just try a couple trick plays? A double pass, a fake punt, uh, a fake field goal, something where people go, holy shit. Like, Kyle, what do you have to lose besides more football games? Like, can you just try a fake punt or a fake field goal? Is that even possible? They tried the the trick play the other day, and it resulted in Ayuk losing like five yards. I'd argue like a a double reverse in 2021. Is that even considered a trick play anymore? Uh, It is if you throw the ball, but that was not a throwing play. Yeah. But just like a double end around is not a trick play. In our youth, a double end around was a pretty big whoa. To me now, it's like I need like a double flea flicker or something. Yeah. Can you try Remember against the Saints, they pulled that out. Like, it is a big spot. Can you just try a couple fucking crazy things? Just try a couple crazy things. You know, part of the reason I think people are so mad at Kyle, obviously the offense just feels stagnant, and whenever it even gets going, they turn the ball over. But nothing where someone goes, hell yeah, that's my coach. Fuck yeah. Well, that used to be everything was a swag, was just swag games. Like, just, it it happens. But see, he does it with the run is a lot of it, right? Just do some swag things. Wouldn't shock me if they do a double pass with Odell. Odell can throw. Wouldn't shock you if they like quick screen, then Odell throws to Cooper Cup. You're like, they're implementing trick plays in three days. Just you to guys make... haven't implemented all season long. Well, is Odell going to punt return? I mean, who knows? That's the one thing Maybe. you don't need to do any prep for. Yeah, just throw him back there. Is he graduated out of that in his own mind? Hey, man. Uh, oh, I told you we are going to get you 12 touches, but five of those are going to be on punt. <laughs> Did you... You, you don't count a return punt return as a target? I saw you kick return at LSU your freshman year. You want to try that out? Like just, you, <laughs> you know what? Because it was like you just use him as a body. Yeah, the way the Patriots use Cam Newton. He's like, guys, I'm trying to get a long-term contract here. They're like, yeah, we're just really worried about November. So uh, let's just let's, let's, let's walk before we run here, buddy. We can revisit, circle back. We'll ping you on that later. Uh, ben on the stream says, so the Niners are winning, right? 
I, that I don't know, but I do think anytime something feels sure to go one way, you have to be very open to the possibility that why do we, and you mentioned this earlier, why do we feel the way we feel about the Niners? Several things, the quarterback situation, um, some of the mistakes they've made over the course of the games they've played, the injuries they've had, everyone's just kind of down. And when everyone's down, it's easy to dismiss part of the struggles that are in a, a different category, which is bad luck. And they have had some of that. Now, some of that, you know, like the Jason Fred injury, you did you put yourself in that position for that to hurt you. But they've had things happen that have just been plain bad luck. And so when everyone's down, we overlook some of those things. I do think they have a chance to win the game, but they're going to have to overcome. Here's a couple things that are going to have to happen. One, like I said, takeaways. Two, things are just going to go wrong for them. They're going to have to be able to overcome them because things have gone wrong in every game they've played. Yeah, I mean, it's just, to me, it's kind of like a math problem. The 49ers aren't that terrible of a team, and they've lost five of their last six games. Now, a lot of those were to playoff-level opponents, but you lose this game, you've lost six of your seven games. Like, that's something, like, the Jags do. That's something the Texans, like, six of seven games? That's hard to do in the NFL. If you win five games, you usually don't go on a stretch where you lose six of seven. Like, that's an all-time bad stretch. Think about that. Six of seven games? Yeah. It's one thing when Kyle first got here and the team was atrocious and they started like one of eight or one and eight, but that team had infinitely less talent, right? There were beside like Uzcheck, who else, and Joe Staley. I mean, they had like three good players. This team still, even with some of these randoms, the, the, to me, it just gets back to the kitchen sink game. Throw some trick plays. Do a run a fake on special teams. Can you not do that? Do a special teams fake. I love how attached you are to the fakes. But, but, but why do you laugh at like that? Is something good teams? Yeah, do. it's great. Yeah, it's. I just well, love that. That's that you. That, no, I'm not making fun. Like, yeah, I mean, I'd like them to lead like ten play scoring drives, but I don't think it's very easy for them to do that. Well, and special teams in particular is a way to steal a possession too, right? It, when you can't get stops and you're just trading points, and that's not when you require because the problem, right, is the Niners need twelve play drives unless they get a, a, a screen to Debo. The Rams don't need 12 play drives. No. They throw it to Cooper Cup four times a, a drive and they get they cover 80 yards. Um, as somebody in the in the uh where did this comment go? I threw it up. Rome to upsetter writes, OBJ to the Rams, we are bottom dwellers. I mean, that's the other part of it, right? Is it's let's see, well, the 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 Cardinals still have to get through the full season with Kyler, but Arizona's good. The Rams are good. Seattle, the time is now for them to get good again with Russell Wilson on his way back, right? Well, then put it this way, though. Uh, here's what I say about the bottom dwellers, because I think part of that is going to encompass Vaughn Miller as well. If the Niners had offered their second and third round pick for Vaughn Miller, same exact deal. I read The Athletic wrote this like kind of a piece on how they acquired him, like how they went back and forth and they were talking for a couple weeks. If the Niners offered their second and third round pick, and so, and so did the Rams, the Niners would have got him. I think a lot of people have been like, what are they doing if they had done that, right? It was a pretty crazy move. Like, a lot of teams in the NFL could have had Von Miller with them eating the cash for their second and third round pick. Yes. This, but, one, to me, this one to me represents he chose them. This guy had options. Von, did, yeah, Von was going to go wherever they traded him to. Right. They, we would have viewed the Niners that way, but part of that is how we view where those two teams are. Like, you, once you get to a – once you're as good as the Rams are – you need less. There's less things that you can do to your team. Whereas you're the Niners, there's a million things you can do to your team, right? And he is very correct that they are bottom. They're the last place team in the division, right? 
They're well, and also, if you lose, now you're not hanging. Like right now at three and five, they're kind of, you know, Minnesota, Seattle. You lose six games, and now we're in the Giants, Bears, football team. Like that's a different – if you broke the NFC into three tiers, you'd go from – the Niners are in the middle tier right now, right? They would drop down to the lower tier. So this yeah. is a – to your point, you want trick plays. It is, it's a kitchen sink game. It's a desperation game. I just think Seattle too is going to start coming with him back. Yeah. Like, do you think they're who? Do you like Seattle this weekend in Green Bay? Rogers hasn't really practiced because he had a minimum ten days. So even if he does, he need to practice. No, I mean probably not. But I don't know how much. How much can Russell do? It is. It's hard game to kind of gauge. Feels like Packers should win the game. They play. If they they play some weird games, the two of them against each other. I feel like that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's a kind of a star-studded Rodgers versus Brady, or I mean, Rodgers versus Russell. I mean, that's Rodgers versus Brady. Rodgers. It's a small list of just like whoa, kind of a headline billboard game. But it's yeah, like, is Russell that? truly back with his finger? And I think it was three and a half. It's a one twenty-five game. It's pretty In good Green game. Bay. Yeah, great game. Uh, John, before we go any further, let's tell the people about Liquid IV. Liquid IV.com. Code HAM at checkout gets you 25% off. Yep. Use the promo code HAM. Like I said, here's what the key is staying hydrated is a life changer, it's a game changer. And sometimes we're just dehydrated. It happens. Sometimes we drink too much and we need to get some fluids in us. That's where Liquid IV comes in because some of us drink, you know, those sugary sports drinks. That's not what Liquid IV brings to the table. They have natural ingredients. And you know that one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water, so you just take a bottle of water, you pour it in there, uh, hydrates faster and more effectively than just water alone. So it gives you like an instant uptick of hydration. And then all of a sudden, your brain opens up, you're thinking better, you got more energy, and boom, you attack the day and dominate. And you're doing it without the you know extra sugar that you get from sports drinks. No artificial flavors or preservatives. Less sugar than an apple, actually. More vitamin C than an orange. As much potassium as a banana. Just because you're not sweating doesn't mean you don't need hydration. And I know this from personal experience. I know you know this. Hydration is one of the easiest things you can do to make your body feel great. The company's also donating 4 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products have been donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks. Liquid IVs donate almost uh, 11 million servings globally. Actually, over 11 million servings globally. So grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart, or you get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code HAM at checkout. That's 25% off anything, 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration using promo code HAM at liquidiv.com. Podcast also brought to you by Sleep Number, sleepnumber.com slash HAM with the Black Friday specials already on deck. Yep. You guys have a sleep number bed. I have a sleep number bed. We've been sleep number loyalists for years. You just go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. Check it out. Ton of different stuff. Uh, right now, proven quality sleep is a life-changing ex- you know, experience. The better you sleep, the more productive you are in life. It's not even debatable. And you spend so much time in the bed. Think about it. If you're up for, you know, eight or you know, seven in the morning and you go back to bed, you get back into bed like 
after nine, you're in that bed a long time. So you better invest in a in the a good bed at Sleep Number. Um, we can't recommend it enough. Black Friday right around the corner. Save fifty percent on the Sleep Number three sixty limited edition smart bed. Go check it out now. Yeah, go get your Sleep IQ data too. Like John said, Black Friday specials. Save fifty percent on the Sleep Number three sixty limited edition smart bed plus. Special financing only at Sleep Number stores. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com slash ham. All right. Uh, how about this little little piece of information for you? Dan Graziano wrote about this the other day, and uh, it caught my attention yesterday. Jimmy Garoppolo's total QBR over the last two weeks is 76.8 which is third best in the league over that time. Third best QBR over the past two weeks. Then he adds, pay no attention to the fact that the two guys ahead of him are Jalen Hurts and Geno Smith. Okay. See, I can't pay no attention to that fact, first of all. Secondly, cool. That's one thing that tells us how a quarterback's playing, right? Here's the problem for QBR truthers when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, if there are any. A QBR of 76.8 doesn't equate to the same amount of wins on every team. Like, you just can't take 76.8 QBR, put it on any team, and have that equate to some record. Who your team is matters, too. And this team needs a quarterback that can make more plays for them than 76.8 QBR. That doesn't tell the whole story here. Did he he really write pay no attention? Like, you can't pay no attention. He did write that. I didn't see that until you brought it to my attention. But I did see Field Yates, so it made sense. He tweeted a couple days ago the highest scoring quarterback in fantasy over the past two weeks, Jimmy Garoppolo. And I was just thinking as you were talking about that, that is a little skewed because what happened the last couple weeks? A shitload of well, a lot of underdogs have won games. A lot of the the Bills have been terrible. Mahomes has has been terrible. Tom Brady had a bye week. Russell Wilson's been injured. Aaron Rodgers missed the game with a positive test. Stafford so, was bad. Yeah, Stafford was the worst the, game of the, the season. The quarterbacks people pick in, in fantasy. Yeah, but in the QBR guys, like the best players in the league were either terrible, bye weeks, uh, had COVID. I mean, the fucking, what, what are we talking about here? Because I would say, hey, if the last two weeks Jimmy had thrown seven total touchdowns, thrown for 680 yards, you'd be like, this guy's humming. That is not the case. He's I honestly I know people are saying he's playing that good. I, I don't think he's playing that well. I, I really don't. Like I think he's okay, meh. From a scouting standpoint, if I was just evaluating him, if I was like the Washington football team's West Coast scout, and they're like, hey, I know you live out there. Keep a close eye on Jimmy. I'd be like, I would not trade anything of value for this guy. Even his completions are guys making miraculous catches, one-handed catches. He gets guys injured at a rapid rate. Like I, I just like, yeah, relative to earlier in the season, is he playing better? I guess, but I, I, I don't come away very impressed with Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, he's 30 years old. He's an eight, nine-year veteran. Like, the bar's relatively high. I think but he's I, playing like he plays when it's not going poorly. Like, he can play worse. I think in terms of over a period of time, he doesn't play much better. He can't have a game or two where he's really good. But, but do you agree with is, the, the skewed numbers, given that all those guys either played bad or were missing games? Uh, yes. So it's like he outplayed Mahomes. Yes, but, I mean, Mahomes' worst two-game stretch of his career? Uh, yes. Yes. 
Worst, what about point, Tom Brady? Point. He outplayed Tom Brady. You mean he was on a bye week? He didn't play. What about yeah. Rodgers? Yeah, he was fucking at home, hanging with Russ. Rogan. What, what are we talking? Russ has had a splint on his finger for a month. Kyler? Can't even move. Didn't play a game. I forgot about him. Like it, it is. Carr didn't play well last week. Worst game of the season. So it's very, very Mahomes skewed. throwing picks. This is where numbers can lie, right? Because if you well, put that same stretch, those two games, that for Jimmy were two good games, and compare them to week two and three of just quarterbacks around the league, I guarantee you couldn't write that. Or Fields wouldn't be able to tweet that. Yeah, like what is normally the best QBR over a two-week span? Or top fantasy quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, but even if we don't compare them, I do think if we just, I think just watching him, that Lamar, he's been, Lamar had a bye two weeks ago. He's been good for Jimmy. Like, I think he's been solid for what he is. But again, this is not the 2019 roster. This is not the 2019 defense. It's not the 20. It, it, they've been struggling to find the 2019 run, right? Like the running back situation. So they need a different player than the quarterback they had for them. at They need a different quarterback than they wouldn't had in 2019. That's why they so drafted even if, the guy. That's why they drafted the guy. Now, d- does that mean Trey Lance should start against the Rams on Monday night? Well, that's tough. This is why we've been talking about him for a couple of weeks because – would you start if we all agree Trey Lance should play? Would you start him this week against the Rams? As someone who has pounded the table, that you get, you gain experience and improve through playing. Right now, I would not do it just because it's a standalone game. If it went really poorly, which it could, their defense is really good, and he threw a couple picks. The way it goes, everyone would be shitting on him, and it that it's like it's not worth the risk. I I'd start him a ten a.m. game, i.e. next week. But the problem is, if Jimmy somehow the team wins, they're not going to like. Bench Jimmy Garoppolo. Look, no, they wouldn't. I would try to mix him in a couple plays at least. I, I would too. I would too. And again, I Garoppolo has been hurt before. Who knows? Maybe that situation arises and he just ends up playing. Jimmy could go down know. at any moment. Yeah. But I know this that th- what we see every week is a team that needs its quarterback to help them overcome the shortcomings that they have. I've I've railed again. I've said it multiple times. So I don't want to repeat myself, but the fumbles. Uh, we've had uh, injuries. You've had defense uh, defense that hasn't been able to get consistent stops or takeaways. On and on and on and on and on. Part of Trey Lance is he does stuff where the numbers don't the numbers don't tell you that these particular numbers at least don't tell you how it limits your team when you get into a game where you really have to go score or make plays. And um, the fact is the Niners played the Bears and Colt McCoy and Colt played really well and the Cardinals were rolling, but that's a different animal. I think than what they're about to get here. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I it's, it's a scary spot. I don't want to hear I, like I don't want to hear it. Not because I'm denying that Jimmy's playing well, but because I think what this team needs is something different than what Jimmy Garoppolo is when he's playing well. But I think we all agree. I, I'd say the the universal might be strong, but I would say the common theme with most people you would talk about, like we know what we've seen from this. Even the last couple games. Like, eh, meh. I mean, he had a couple touchdowns last week. Well, a couple of them were running, right? We're just like the little zone read where they let him Yeah, keep made it. some plays against the Bears. Again, I don't think my take is not that he sucks, and it has not been that. But no one's saying that. But let's not. Yeah, okay. But I think people are kind of writing, like, you know, he's been a star these last couple weeks. Now he's been like an average. The, I think he's been the same. He has been what you could reasonably hope that he would be. But all and completions you, to me are just not the same. Like George Kittle putting his arm up in the air, tipping it to himself, or Brandon Ayuk jumping like he's uh, Gary Payton 
Jr. or the second, whichever one he is, and catching the ball is just like that's not a it's not the same as a completion that hits a guy in the numbers, right? That Brandon IU catch that he had where he fumbled oh. was a miraculous catch. Incredible. The DB, you don't often see the DB stop, go just uh, bucket Willie Mays ready to just catch it in his stomach. Like the DB thought the ball was coming right to him. He just stopped. Because <laughs> usually when that happens, it goes right to the DB. He, he can just see the trajectory of the ball. Every ball Jimmy throws is just sky high. I don't understand why it's just everything sky high. I get occasional. It just happens, right? It used to happen to Derek a lot. Derek's really done a better job of like, he used to miss a lot of high. Like, why yeah. are you missing high, Jimmy? What What's going on here? Lower the, the way trajectory? It's been. I mean, it, I know. I know. It's extremely high, too. It's not like, you know, it's like hitting him in the helmet instead of the numbers. It's way above the helmet. Yeah, it's guys being exposed is what happens. I think right, they'd have a lot more exposed. Car- I think they would have a lot more carnage if they were playing like in 98. I went back and watched some, uh, a, what was it? It was a, uh, what game was it? It was a Patriots, an old Brady game. I just, I'm trying to remember what team Brian Cox was in, in this. The Jets? Highlight. I I didn't think it was a Jets game. I don't think it, see, I didn't think it was, I watched the Chargers and I watched the Saints. Was Brian Cox on either one of those teams? I don't know. I feel like he was on a Dolphins and a Jet. Yeah, that's all I can think of, too. But anyway, it's some of these highlights, people are just getting murdered. And, like, nothing happens. Again, I'm not advocating for it, but and who else do, do you play? Who else do well, you, do you know what's funny is I bring up Brian Cox. It's the dad from uh, from Succession. <laughs> that's the actor, or that's his name in the show? How do you spell Brian Cox's last name? C-O-X? Yeah. B- B-R-Y-A-N, though, I think. Oh, I think it's it B-R-Y-A-N. Yeah, you're right. So Brian Cox, he played for the Dolphins from 91 to 95. Yeah. He played from the Bears, 96 to 97. The Jets, 98 to 2000. Played on the Pats in okay, the Brady's so the, year. That's why I saw him. And then he played on the Saints in 02. Okay. So, but I saw, it was Brady's rookie year I was watching. I watched Brady's debut against the Saints. He was on their team. He was on the team. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, he, Brady. He had the he had the big neck roll thing. Brady, right? yeah, Brady, Brady, the Saints, and then uh, his day, uh, uh, and then his Charger game, which was uh, his first comeback, his first fourth quarter comeback, um, and they won the game in OT. And uh, this actually in the Saints game, they get a PI late. Alex Molden committed a pass interference. Cornerback only relevant because his son Elijah plays for the Titans. How many fathers and sons have played against? Tom Brady. Has that happened? I don't know, but Bucks don't have the I checked. The Bucks don't have the Titans on their schedule this year, but they could play. How cool is I that? Bet it's happened, I bet it's happened a few times. It has to have, right? Yeah, I, mean, I don't know I saw, who, but what well, I, th- I saw they asked Belichick about Asante Samuel Jr. because you know they yeah, just played okay, the Chargers yeah, a couple one. weeks ago. And he's like, God, that makes me feel old. I mean, Asante, like Bill was fifty five when Asante was starting for him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Somebody just asked in the chat on the stream, do the Raiders have to blow it up again? I don't think so, but there's still a lot of season that has to play out here. And this week, Sunday night football, the Raiders play the chiefs. And I think what's cool about this game is we could make a really long list of all the people that this game is huge for. 
because the Chiefs are in kind of a desperate spot. And the Raiders definitely need to reassert that they're going to be able to right the ship and just stay steady. They've done a hell of a job given the things that they've been through, especially after the Gruden. Now this is their second game without rugs since that tragedy. Can they get on track and, and stay smooth? Only the AFC North, I can't add it all up, but I would imagine. Do you know what's crazy is the Denver Broncos. Like, it's obviously this is a divisional game. The Broncos host the Eagles. They are five and four with a home game coming up. The Chargers, five and three, are hosting Minnesota, where they're favored. So it's like this division, every team has five wins. Like, it's. And the Raiders beat the shit out of the Broncos, and they still get to host them. The Raiders got to play the Chiefs twice, and obviously they got to go to Arrowhead later in the season. They already have lost to the Chargers. So if we just, let's just assume, given they're both favorites, just for argument's sake, the Broncos beat the Eagles and the Chargers beat the Vikings, they would be, the Broncos would be five and, or six and four, and the Chargers would be six and three. They still have a bye week coming up. Or I guess the Broncos would have a bye week eventually. And then whoever wins this game would also have six, and the other team potentially would be in last place, guy. Yeah, and the Chargers, the Chargers are already two and zero against the division because they beat the Chiefs and they beat the Raiders. Right, they've they've won two of the hardest games. Their schedule is looking at the Chargers, they get the Vikings, then they host the Steelers the following week on uh, Sunday Night Football. That's a pretty good game for Herbert. Just anytime you play yeah. the Steelers, even then they get the Bengals, the Giants, the Chiefs, the Texans, the Broncos, the Raiders. I just this division is just going to be. You cannot afford to lose games, to me, the divisional games. Like, the Broncos aren't dead by any means because they still have all these divisional games coming up. They haven't played the Chiefs. They still got to play the Raiders again. And I don't, they have, the Broncos play the, They still get two games with the Chargers. Like, they do, in a weird way, control their own destiny, too. Like, this game's enormous, but if, if those two teams win, this division's kind of fucking crazy. Like it, we, we kept talking about the NFC West, the NFC West, and probably the AFC West was the second. It turns out this team's because Seattle and the Niners, I mean, at three, both at three and five, like none of these teams are close to three and five. The Broncos are your worst team, clearly. I mean, they just beat the crap out of the Cowboys. Now you can say the Cowboys were down, yeah, but, bound to lay an egg, but still, but look that's at a their, pretty high end. Look at Denver's losses. Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, Browns. Like, they're no clown show. They've beaten the teams they should beat. Giants, Jags, Jets, football team. And then they beat Dallas. And they've lost to the teams that you think are better than them. The Raiders, the Browns, the Steelers, the Ravens. Like, they are... Are they the best fourth-place team in the league right now? For sure. And the Chargers, right? Like, they are they have both in the bag. They have some great wins. Like, we beat the Chiefs. We beat the Raiders. Was that Monday night? Yeah, it was Monday night football. That was a good win. I mean, they kind of pushed the Raiders around, remember? And Derek yeah. kind of had the... Uh, they beat the Browns in that crazy game, but then they've lost like the Ravens and the Patriots and the Cowboys. I mean, they're just, they're still kind of figuring out, but they're clearly like kind of feels like a little higher end version of the Broncos just because their quarterback's way better. But I don't know. I mean, I, if the Raiders lose this game, I think it's going to be very, very difficult for them to make the playoffs. Cause the one thing about this chiefs game, it's a home game, Right. And they, yeah. they have the last couple of years, it felt like, had some big, you know, the Ravens game, last year the Saints game. Hell, last year when the Chiefs, they 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 kind of outplayed them. And then that, you know, Abram blew it at the end. But they do play well at home. Like that place, you know, whether or not he's got to tell them to be quiet, it does get pretty loud there for them. Just that environment's pretty intense. 
It'll be interesting to see. Do a lot of Chiefs fans come to this? Do they kind of lay off a little bit when the team wasn't as good? Is this something that you do, you kind of set in stone in like July or August if you're a Chiefs fan? I don't know. Be interested to see now that place is open. Well, I mean, even if they were to lose, to me, there's a world where the Raiders lose this game, but look pretty good. Someone's got to win it. Someone's got to lose it. You lose. But I come away thinking, you know what? You've you've bounced back from the rugs thing. Bounced back. I mean, it's, it's an ongoing thing. But, but it's still a math Giants, equation, right? Yeah, but then you play. And again, not easy. But the next three games after that are games they can win. They play the Bengals. Also a game you could lose. But they play the Bengals at home. They go to Dallas. They play Washington football team at home. Right. If they let's say they lose a Chiefs game 34 30 or something like that, they'll be favored in two of the next three games. Right. At least they'd be favored against the Bengals at home and the football team at home. Yeah. So you're just saying if they go two and two in that stretch, they would be seven and five and still in pretty good shape. Yeah. I, yeah. I, to me, it's more my question with the Raiders is more like, do they you're just right. look the AF, like the AFC is a little more open? To get a wild card. Yeah, I just want to know, like, do they look like the Giants thing, the trip, and the rugs thing just happened? I, I have no issue with them losing that game. I got none. The, the way their season, though, and I agree. But, see, to me, my issue with that is, like, they were ready to play. They, they didn't lose that game because they... they I know, De- but it's... Derek threw some terrible picks. They lost, Derek played bad. Like that's well, I mean, Derek had a busy week. I, I don't know. I, I I don't know how to quantify that. I just going into that game, I get it. If you, I understood if they were to lose that Giants. Well, game and the goal. Giants' defense can be very feisty, but <laughs> they finish guy to me for their last five games. Like it's going to be really hard. They have a back to back stretch where they go at KC. This mm-hmm. is in December at Cleveland. Now they beat Cleveland last year in Cleveland, and that remember that aged really well. Because then Cleveland kept winning and ended up making the playoffs. Yeah. But the Raiders had three less wins than them. But it was like they kind of pushed them around. But, I mean, it's, it's going to be hard. And then, you know, the Broncos game, which I'm sure they'll be favorites at home. But then at Colts, who who knows? Like, they might be heavily in the playoff mix by then. I mean, that was a game last year, remember? They Phillip Rivers and the Raiders still were in the playoff mix, and they beat the shit out of them. And then you end with the Chargers. So it's like you got to just – you got to get the wins at home. Because these road games are going to be very, very difficult, especially, I didn't even bring this up, is like, you know, Derek's not Mr. Coldweather quarterback, so what happens at Kansas City and at Cleveland? This is fucking cold there. Yeah. Those are bad weather games, those two games. They are. They really are. E- even if it's not and, snowing or whatever, it could be 20 degrees. And I think we should probably give a, give Kansas City's schedule a look here because they might be in a desperate spot too. They play the Cowboys next week, That'd then they have a, a bye. Game. Then they play Denver, then the Raider game again. So they like I, I don't look at the Chiefs like if they were to win, they'll just have everything figured out in the next four weeks and it'll be fixed. Like this is what their season is. You agree with that based on their defense. But when when the dust settles, they have Andy Reid and they got Patrick Mahomes. The Raiders have a guy that's never been a head coach, took over in the middle of the season, and Derek, who's just let's face it, you and I are Derek fans, but he's he's never proven the last you know, really in his career, beside the one year when he had his ankle shattered, that he's really dependable when it really matters, right? And I think there's some pressure now, and fair or not, and it's really unfair because of everything that happened with the coach and the rugs, it's like even way more pressure on Derek. And you're right. The last week, it could have just been overwhelming. He pressed. It could not be that he wasn't ready. He just pressed. He tried to do too much. Well, it's like, how's he going to balance that? Because they do need him. Like, they go as far as he goes. Yeah. Even with no, their defense being better, they need him to be good, right? Against better teams. And that's kind of been the knock, you know, 
I would say late in the season, the last couple of years, they played better teams and he hasn't played that well. You know, Aaron Rodgers not playing against the Chiefs. A lot of people talked about it, how it changes the NFC. Like Green Bay might have just lost its one seed and might have just lost maybe then its chance to go to the Super Bowl. But it affected the AFC, too. I mean, Kansas City winning that game, right? 13-7 to against Jordan Love. Do they do they win if they score, if score thirteen points against Aaron Rodgers? I mean, now again, I get it. You play Jordan Love, maybe you just come into the game a little sleepwalky. Yeah. You don't give the game the same uh, appropriate Cause, fear because it's not like they found out the, the you know right the day of the game, right? They knew right. all week. Yeah, maybe they'd been a little bit on cruise control. So I get it, but still, like they'd be four and five if they lost that game. In like. They'd be sitting, Denver would have a better record than that. But that happens. I remember a couple years ago, I, I remember know. when uh, Mahomes uh, dislocated his knee and somehow only missed like two games. They played the Packers the following week on Sunday night and they got Henny. And I remember it being a close game. But it's like, that's just part of the deal sometimes, right? You just get a backup quarterback. Ask the Niners. They got Colt McCoy. How'd that go? You know, I mean, it's just it's just part of the league. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you're right. I'm, it was a big break for... For them, not facing, I don't know, the best player in football. <laughs> do you view Kansas City at, like I think most people do, which is just, they just got to get to the dance and then all bets are off? Or do you think their defense is a fatal flaw? Yeah, to me, I watch, I just, and I their offense, that. not I, I, Mahomes was, that was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play last week. I, I, I he concerns me. And then I, I clicked on a Roto World headline. He, I, again, you got to be careful with print. If I was, ever in a position where someone wants to be interviewing in print. I'm like, yeah, can we just do video? I don't do print. Because you can just take words out of context. But the Kansas City star, the quotes, and again, this might have been in his press conference because we're a day behind with the Niner stuff because they're playing Monday night. could have been yesterday's in his press conference. And he was just kind of adamant. Like, I'm not going to stop throwing deep. Because against the Packers, he threw like 10 deep balls that were like way overthrown. It was like, why do you keep doing it? And clearly, I think a lot of people are pushing him. I would imagine the Chiefs like, hey, bro, you know, spider two wide banana, you can hit the banana, you know, you can hit the flat, you can hit, yeah. but he's, he is obsessed with throwing deep. And his quote was like, yeah, I'm not going to stop. Like I've had a lot of success doing this. And I just wonder like Patrick, just it's a, like, it's like Steph Curry last night. There was like a stretch where he missed a bunch of threes. Then all of a sudden Kalena was like, he should get to the rack here. And within a second of him saying that he gives him a little juke, goes to the rack, gets fouled. And then he got his rhythm back. Like right. Patrick, it's the classic a couple layups. But I don't know if Patrick is really in the mood of taking layups. It's the it's it's going to the rack is more fun than taking you know layups in basketball are more fun than layups in football. Layups for sure they're not fun in football when you're like bro do you see Tyree kill one on one against uh, Amir Robertson you know do you know who that is I don't either so I'm gonna go deep but it's like Patrick yeah but you're missing them for whatever reason I'm I'm fascinated to watch the way the Chiefs play this week because I do think the Raiders. You'll get a good effort from the Raiders. Are the Chiefs just like their juju's just off, or do they come like ready? Because don't you agree? I think the Raiders will have a good effort this week. Yeah, they'll I, get up for this game. I think Kansas City. I think Kansas City will have a good effort. Um, you know, I think part like because I think they know. I think this is the type of game where this goes back to what I said about taking it kind of soft without Aaron there. You you kind of feel like you can play around. This is the kind of game where you just know making the right play is what keeps you in the game. The Raiders beat him last year too. Right? Yeah, it's, the there's just the I, I bet I bet Mahomes is is plays a little more buttoned down this week than he did last week. Understanding that you're going to need the check, you're just going to need all of it because they because this team could beat you. They probably it, didn't think Green Bay could beat them, and they're probably right. 
Yeah, because they couldn't. They scored seven points, and really it was a lot. It was fe- they scored a touchdown with like five minutes left in the game. I mean, it was 13 it nothing. Was, it was, yeah. I, I, one thing, not that it will affect the players as much, but remember kind of like, God, is there a little Andy Reid, John Gruden thing going on here? Remember that last year? With like the buses, and it was just like, mm-hmm. these guys were buddies. They used mm-hmm. to always be like when John was doing Monday night, and it's like, I don't think they're buddies anymore. He's obviously removed from the equation, but I would imagine the players, like there's some animosity, just just a rivalry game, you know? And they've just, it's not one of those lopsided things. They've played them pretty well the last couple of years. They beat them. They, hell, they could have beat them twice last year. You're right. I, I bet the Chiefs are pretty fucking focused this week. Sunday night game. I, this, is a, this is probably the game of the week for me. I mean, yeah. obviously NBC chose it, but this is, because in theory, if you just looked at it, like two months ago on paper, you'd be like, got Seattle, Green Bay. That thing could be pretty good. But then Russ has been injured. Now Russ, it's as long as those two guys play, but they're three and five. It's not, if they were six and two and the Packers were seven and two, you'd be like, okay. I wouldn't swap it out for Sunday Night Football this week. Put it that way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't either. Uh, GP2, you, t- I, I knew about GP2. I'd covered him in the Pac 12. I, I remember the moment when he had senior day and he took his jersey off and he was wearing Gary Payton's jersey retired at Oregon State, and the crowd went nuts. But I did not know what you told me about GP2. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at Butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get ButcherBox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app because it's the easiest and most exciting way to get in on the action. While you watch your favorite players in sports, you just pick more or less on two or more player stats, and then the fun is on prize picks has something for every sports fan from basketball to hockey to league of legends and everything in between it's really simple to play you make your picks submit an entry in less than 60 seconds i'll do it at halftime of a basketball game and i also have some season long more or less picks on mlb homers you may remember i've got less on otani homers this year we'll see and at halftime of your next nba blowout game Just jump on and go, ah, Steph Curry more than 11 points in the second half. It'll change the game for you. Download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, 
Maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I just tweeted last night, like quote tweeted, the glove has to be really proud of his kid on yeah. the alley-oop. Which is a great, through him. oh my, I didn't even get that high either. I mean, this guy, his athletic ability is through the fucking roof. Did I texted Gottlieb because Gottlieb's brother had been on the staff. I'm like, did mm-hmm. you know Gary Payton the second was this good? He's like, he was a freak athlete in college. They loved him. Like, Great. He was, he was back-to-back defensive player of the year, I think. And he was like a character, like everything coach yes. wants, right? Yep. He's yep. like, he just had no offense and he couldn't, he's, he thought like, you know, he was a younger guy. He didn't quite know how to work like on a shot. And he clearly over the last several years has really improved offensively. But someone, someone replies to the tweet and goes, fun fact. Gary Payton, the glove, who I also Wikipedia, obviously I had to Wikipedia to get this information, nine straight years of being first team all defensive team in the NBA. Back when it was like a little bit like the 90s football, like you had to be a tough motherfucker, that's high honor. Back when you had to earn your nicknames, John. Has two children named Gary Payton. One is Gary Payton the second, this one who plays for the Warriors, and he also has another son named Gary Payton Jr., Two different women. Uh, I, I'm the way I read it. I think Gary Payton the second, who's on the Warriors, is the older one. Okay, but I, I, I just I think that's I one of no the idea. most incredible nuggets I've ever heard. To have two children, same name, but the different second and junior. Well, the story on George Foreman, right, is that he had like seven kids, all named George. Yeah, but this is genius. What did Clemens you, do? Uh, they, everyone had a C name, like Colby. Carly. No, it's K. Oh, yeah, I guess K. Yeah, duh. Yeah. K. Colby, whatever the other names were. This is genius, though. You have two sons. You want them each to feel like the first one. Like, you know, I always wonder about that when they're, you, know, you get like three kids and one of them gets the junior. And then what about the other two kids? What do they get? You know, like, I'm sorry, this one was first. You know, he, get, he yeah. got the. But you said the older one got, got the two and the younger one got the junior. He was clearly just dead set. He he liked naming his kids Gary. You know, what's the difference? You think is there is it like a middle name base? The two versus the junior. Well, if if you could choose, right? If you were going to be Guy Haberman the second or Guy yeah. Haberman Junior, which one would you choose? I think I'd pick the it? second. I would too. Why? I don't know why. I hadn't thought about that until just a second. It just sounds different. Maybe just cooler. Yeah, ju- the junior two just makes you sound a little smaller or something like the two. Know, the two eyes. You know the single ones for to make two looks looks cool. It looks weird. GH two. I like GH two. I might name John Milkoff the second. 
Yeah, instead of a junior. I like that. Do you, do you think it'd be G2. even crazier I would just to be go, G, like the Gatorade logo? Yeah. What if you went like you had three sons and you went the second, the third, and the fourth? Hey, John Middlecoff, the fourth! Clean G4. your fucking room! <laughs> you got G2, G3, G4. J2, yeah. J2, J3, J4. Really hey, John, works. John, the third! Your mom needs you! <laughs> it's just numbers. Just, you shorthand, you do just call them. Shorthand, John, you don't even use the J. You just call them four. Hey, where's four? Yeah. yeah. Where the hell is four? I think that'd be pretty sweet. It's a great because idea. In all, like, making fun of the situation, he really, and I was thinking about this last night, if you look at the Warriors team, it's really just stars or guys from star programs. Like, even Jordan Poole. Now, Jordan Poole went to Michigan. Andre Iguodala went to Arizona. Steph Curry, while he went to Davidson, was the son of Del Curry, who then became a sensation in college, and every team was like, God, we should have given him a scholarship, and he became a superstar. Clay Thompson, a little bit of a late bloomer, but you know, went to Washington State, closer to GP too, but immediately got drafted high and then played right away. Andrew Wiggins was the number one pick from Kansas. This guy went to Oregon State, clearly pretty flawed player, but was Gary Payton's son and had a huge you know, attribute of being this great defensive player, but then just bounced around, G League bouncing around, 28 years old, finally getting a shot. Like, isn't that kind of NFL-y? Like, this guy's practice awesome. squad, practice squad, then he finally gets a shot, like, to be a backup guard when he's 26? Like, that's, and I think this, will, this is part of the – not no, it hasn't. But this is, like, hopefully with the G League, you get your one Toscano Andersons and your Gary Payton the seconds, right? Some of these type guys that the G League creates that. What I love about Gary Payton the second is that he's Gary Payton's son and kind of and plays like Gary. But to play like Gary, like you have to have an elite, you gotta have a really good work ethic. You have to have kind of this a humble, even I mean, Gary, no one's like Gary, humility, but his style is humble, right? Well, like, didn't Gary in the do, in the Jordan doc say that if they would have switched me earlier, that's when Jordan drops the iPad laughing. <laughs> Gary, who's coaching Gary's squad won the other night. I saw. I remember he's coaching in Oakland now. He's got a team. Oh yeah, so I, that's pretty cool. It's backyard. very cool. And the Warriors Oakland. have had a lot of this, like the the the, the Toscano Anderson thing, Oakland guy, Damian Lee brother in law, uh, and now the the Gary Payton one. I might be missing one too, but the Gary Payton one though. Remember, like they almost kept. They signed Avery Bradley. Oregon State was Gary's alma mater too. His dad, yeah. Because that's not a normal place to go for a star basketball player, right? Not from that, Oakland. You, no. You know, I don't know. Gary Sr. It's pretty Gary great. 1. He, Depends he which kid you're a, talking about. Is it Gary 1 under, or Gary Sr.? Gary, yeah, Gary 1 had to be an undervalued prospect coming out of Oakland when he was young, right? In the 80s. Like that type guy, like does a nine-time first-team All-NBA defensive player who's like an all-time great Hall of Famer, goes to Oregon State. Yeah, I'm just you, reading his wiki. miss on that one? Soft- his sophomore year of high school, his grades plummeted, and he was declared academically ineligible. That helps. He was on the cover of SI, a consensus All-American while at Oregon State. Three-time All-Pac-10, Pac-10 Defensive Player of the Year, Freshman of the Year. So they got Pac-10 him. Pac-10 All-Decade Team. I, I don't know. I mean, he did get eligible again eventually, but. Yeah. I think sometimes, at least my experience, like at Fresno State with Ryan Matthews, for example, a guy like that who's ineligible. Because if you're, if you're eligible for Oregon State, ultimately – I don't know about UCLA, but like a USC or an Arizona could have got you into school, but maybe they thought you weren't going to be eligible. A coach at Oregon State goes, let's just go all in, get this right. guy eligible. Other people and then, bail. And then you're just like, I'm loyal to this guy. 
because I know the thing with Ryan Matthews is the moment word got out he was eligible, Pete Carroll was on the phone, like, hey, man, we still got a spot for you. And Ryan's mm. like, no, Coach, I'm going to stay loyal to Coach Hill. And I just wonder, certain people are wired like, now, the other half, a lot of people bail, <laughs> right? Yeah, also, the bigger programs have, they just commit spots to people, and they're if they give up on you, they don't come back sometimes. Crazy. Because I would imagine his son... He had to be on the radar. I mean, Gary Payton's son, who's a Division One prospect, like people were looking at him, right? Just the name gets out. Uh, did he transfer to Oregon? Yeah, he was a junior college guy. And he's smaller than his dad, right? Isn't he? How big is Gary Payton? Uh, I don't know. Second. Six yeah, one? He, I mean, listed six three. That seems. But Salt Lake City College or Community College? Community College. He averaged nine points a game at Salt Lake Community College, John. But he did not score really in college, right? No, but I mean, it's just. One thing Gottlieb said is he had just some memorable dunks in college. He did. Holy shit. His last year there, they made the tournament. Gill Coliseum, which is just classic old. You probably went by it sometime when you were How many people fit in that thing? Like 10,000? I may that might be high, but it's just, it is on top. It's an awesome little gym. It's really a gym. Costanza seven. Yeah, that was Costanza's idea. Uh, Oregon has a running back named seven, seven McGee. University doesn't wear the number seven. Does he play? Uh, He's played a little bit younger guy, freshman. What's his name? Is he out for the season? The guy that was CJ Verdell. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of sad. It's too bad. Yep. Does feel like there's a lot of people just like conventional wisdom is like, I think Utah's going to get him. (laughs) Utah's playing really well. Yeah, it feels like just Utah's going to get him. Keep an Utah's eye on Utah. Utah's playing really well. All right. Uh, do you want to, oh, Jim Mora, UConn. So. <laughs> What's your theory on that? I'm just happy he's not on the West Coast. Yeah, he's just, uh, I, I mean, in my experience with him, just a royal ale. Just people do not like him at all. Just he can be a dick. Pro Day, my last year working for the Eagles, I don't know if it was Adam Peters who was with the Broncos at the time, but it was a couple like established, you know, like VP type guys screaming match with them on the field, screaming match. No. Just because Jim just he can just start arguing. Why right? he's like, what do you guys want? Because it was like, hey, can we move a cone over here? It's like Jim doesn't even have anything to do with it. He's just an aggressive. Now remember when he got the UCLA job, he did wake the program up. Mm-hmm. He recruited. He he recruited Kenny Clark. He went to prison to talk to his dad. Now, granted, Kenny Clark was worth, you know, you were going to prison to talk to the guy's father just to get his blessing. You know, he's a star NFL, you know, defense. I like, I like how that sentence started. Kenny Clark was worth going to prison for <laughs> to talk to his dad. But they had the moment where, uh, what was the UCLA, the uh, the thing where senior day when they all jump over the fence and no one practices, and yeah. Jim Mora, like, fought a kid, like, are, are are we serious? Remember, he lost it. And I was like, you know, I, I did think that was pretty cool. But the problem is stuff like it just wears on you. You know, and he's not Mr. S- he's like a Saban level asshole. But I don't, he, it's weird because he's a football guy, lifer. But I don't know if he like knows that much schematically. Does he? By the way, not a junior. Jim Morris Sr.? Then he's not a senior. They have he's different middle Moore. names. He's, yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly how that works. But I remember someone telling me a while ago he's not a junior. You ever interact with him? Vaguely, I remember covering them. His uh, 
wrote maybe like Rosen's rook freshman year, maybe and Rosen wasn't allowed to talk or something because he was a freshman and freshmen couldn't talk. Or no, in fairness, I, Link, Link I made was a, that with Caleb. You know? Yeah, I might have interviewed him once, and I don't really remember it. But he's just he's just aggressive, you know. It's really like Ugh. I bet people <laughs> fine. are like, thank God. Yeah. yeah, it's fine when you're good. I just yeah, he's just not that. Part of the reason he got fired at UCLA, right? It's like, bro, you have like 17 NFL players that play. Well, What's he was a victim of his recruiting success, yes, because it didn't translate to wins for sure. Jalen Phillips. Remember, well, remember he got Miles Jack, and Miles he Jack. Went offensive and defensive and def- freshman playing, of the year. I mean, like crazy. Who is this guy? And Jim Moore was like, Incredible. Mike, because he was supposed to go to Georgia. Wasn't Miles Jack from Georgia, and he got him out here to go along with like all these other guys? You're like, my God, this guy's landing dudes. Cassius Marsh was a Jim Moore Jr. guy. Or Jim Mora? Just Jim Mora? Jim Mora. GP, GM2. JM2. It is a pretty solid just football family, though. Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. Would you put playoffs against... I mean, if we had a Final Four, right? It'd be like playoffs, uh, practice, uh, let them off the hook, and we crown their ass. Yeah. And can't, and And maybe Singletary? It feels like playoffs was just the most genuine. Like he, that guy had the high pitch voice. Is that kinda. number one? Yeah, I think it's number one. Well, uh, yeah. pra- playoffs. It's playoffs first practice. We're talking about practice. Th- those to me are the top two. I, do you know what's sad? And maybe it's because sports, sports radio. Scott can't wait. Sports radio's kind of died. Do you think sports radio helped keep those things alive? Like just with drops, nonstop. Absolutely. And it's like, I can't tell you the last time I listened to sports radio and that like Jim Rome, I was thinking about this the other day, Jim Rome used to have these drops like in the late nineties of, uh, one of his main go-to drops was a Mel Gibson. Give me back my son. You don't remember the ransom. And he just always play it. Drops annoy me now. I like, I don't need any more anchorman drops. And I'm with you. But back then, I remember just yeah. loving the drop. Like he'd have Absolutely. an O.J. Simpson drop or just whatever a drop that were just like, I just give me more of the drop. And we play like, to yeah. win the game. That's right. Emiliano on the stream. That's another one. That's a pretty good one. Good one. All right. Anything to add? That's all she wrote. All right. On that note, thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Don't forget the secret fourth podcast. The mailbag comes out on Saturday. Saturday. Later, y'all. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.